If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. We are thrilled, delighted, excited, amazed, thankful that you are here with us today. And... Um, you know, we're in a roll. We're on a roll because <laughs> it seems like we write down the topics that we want to talk about on these podcasts and then mm-hmm. the world just kind of matches it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Today we're talking about showing up as a leader in turbulent times. And guess what we have? Turbulent times. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that, you know, there's two sides of this coin. There's the turbulence that happens in the world around us. And then there's the turbulence that happens within us. Yes. And um, I personally today am feeling the turbulence within. Mm. I'm just not going to lie about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So you have to, you have to bring your leadership game no matter what, even when there are moments like I was on my last call and because uh, we're recording today on a day when it's all of my team meeting days. Uh And so I've been on three team meetings already. And there's some issues that we're trying to iron out some kinks in my business right now that are Mm -hmm. frustrating. They're overwhelming. I feel like I keep going, we find we've gotten there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, just kidding. We've almost gotten there. Just kidding. We're still not quite there. (laughs) It's making me a little crazy. So I had a moment when I was on my call and one of my team members was like in her car and she wasn't super paying attention. And I'm sitting here going, I know this is a waste of my time. I know it's a waste of her time. And really, I just want to like, let everybody know that I'm done today. Mm -hmm. Like that was my mindset. I'm like, I'm done. I just want to tell everybody like I'm done, but you don't get to do that as a leader. And that I think is one of the hard things is when it comes to your team, you you don't get to go to that space and yet you have to go to that space other places. Oh, like, right. I can't like throwing throwing the ball and going home. Yeah. Like I, I have to get to that place where I can be totally honest and because I can't just pretend that yeah. I'm not feeling it. That's right. Um, and, and a big part of it is fatigue. Like, let's be honest. I've had two weeks in a row with back-to-back events. I have this week, I have another multi, you know, like three of my days are full long training days. Mm-hmm. And also I'm on my period. So mm-hmm. like, let's just acknowledge that Amy Walker is done right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. over it. And so I need to go to that space. And I know that I do, I need to go to that space where I let myself fall apart. I let myself be show up in my weakness, show up in my like lower vibration self, because that's where you like heal and you sequester is when you just get to that place of, you know, like hmm. lay it on the table. Ooh, you're um, some keywords there. Okay. Continue. And at the same time, I don't, put that on my team. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So there's a, here's my process that I go through and then feel free to, you know, Uh psychoanalyze me, give me advice. (laughs) I'm open for it. Okay. (laughs) But my process that I go through is I do emotional um, balancing in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And so I knew going into this week that I was like, this week is beyond what my capacity is. Um, And it's not because I would never be capable of doing this week. It's that this week with my current energy, my current circumstances and all the things going on this week is beyond my capacity. And so I start off the week by getting to a place of spiritual balance and really asking for divine support in the areas that I need, because the cool part is that God can increase my capacity. And I've experienced this many times over and over again, when I am like, I'm not capable of this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've God creates, sends blessings and miracles and little things that help me to be able to create my capacity. So that's the first thing that I do. The second thing that I do is I do let my team know my boundaries. So there was some things this week that are in our meeting this morning that they were, you know, wanting to dive into. And I was like, guys, I got to be honest with you. I do not have the capacity for this this week. Mm -hmm. So here's where I'm at. Um, Here's what we know needs to happen. Let's reschedule this conversation for next week when I will have more capacity to dedicate towards it. You know, and that's, that's the words that I say inside. I'm like, I'm going to cry if we keep talking about this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but the words that I say are like, I don't have the capacity for this this week. Um, And then what I do is I have to recognize and be really in tune with what I need Uh in between. So like my meeting that wasn't super productive, I cut it at 10 minutes. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's just do this for now. And then I took those other minutes to breathe. I took those other minutes to kind of recalibrate. Um, I, this morning I got up at my normal five o'clock time. I was like, you know what? This body is not ready for this yet. We're going to go back to bed for an hour. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to really check in and then I do a lot of little internal tweaks during the day. So, um, after we get done with podcast recording, I will do another recalibration, like mind, body, spirit session. Mm, yeah. And I'll probably do another one before I go to bed. Whereas normally once a day is enough for me, once a day is not going to be enough for me this week. Right. So I have to give <laughs> myself more. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I f- emotionally, I feel like the pregnant woman who must be fed every couple of hours. Um, and so I will be doing that and providing that, um, And then the other thing that I've got to look at is longer term. Like this is a, is very much a reactionary week, longer term. Why am I here? Mm. Why is it so turbulent? Right? Mm. Like, um, what are the decisions that have been made that have brought me to this point where I don't have the capacity to manage this week? It's scheduling, it's over committing, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that contribute to this, but then I get to go and make those decisions because we are as business owners, as women entrepreneurs, we are not exempt from the challenges called life and the hard things that happen. We get to learn how to work through those times. Um, but we will go through those times. That's, that's normal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for so much for sharing that, um, I, because, you know, the great Amy Walker that lives in my head doesn't have these kinds of issues. <laughs> she, uh, so, so I wanted to point out some things that you said, um, kind of use them as a jumping off point for the things that I want to say about this conversation. 
One is that I think one of the reasons that people don't seek support in, in these turbulent times is because they have it, as you mentioned it, like low vibration, it's weakness, it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas the way that I have it and that I invite everybody to take a look at these kinds of things is um, it's okay to feel like you have limited capacity. That's not a weakness. Right. right? So it's like the, um, if you guys were on video, you could see what I'm pointing at to Amy right now, but you're not. So just trust me. This container contains this amount of water and this container contains a gallon of water. Neither one of them is better than the other. It's just that this container, I'm only going to be able to fit 20 ounces in here because that's just what the container is today. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's our capacity stretches that way. It stretches yeah. depending on how much we have slept, how well we have eaten, uh, the conversations we have had with our loved ones, our connection, our touch points, our our love languages being addressed, you know, the projects that we have on the table, et cetera, et cetera. These things are malleable. And so sometimes we're a 20 ounce container and sometimes we're a gallon container. And it doesn't mean that one or the other is weaker or lesser or less capable. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to point that out because I think sometimes that's what stops us from seeking help and from admitting, quote unquote, admitting (laughs) where we are as though it were a confession, as though it was like, ah, you got me. (laughs) I'm only 20 ounces today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I want to say that, number one. Number two, um, I think you bring up an amazing point, and that is that sometimes we have an emotional need and we dress it up in a pragmatic thing. So, mm-hmm. for example, you may need to be listened to. You may need to vent it. You may need to run it. You may need to just, you know, um, to get it off of your chest. Not because you need somebody else to hold it, just because you need to ex, ex- um exercise it. it. I don't know how to to say it, right? Like exercise the demon. So, you know, one of the reasons why we sometimes have our difficulty having our needs met is because we don't ask for them, let alone, we don't sometimes don't even articulate it, let alone Mm -hmm. ask for it. So sometimes we dress it up in a pragmatic thing, like, oh, I need to cancel this meeting or I need to um, have this meeting with this person, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't need another meeting. (laughs) You're -hmm. looking for reassurance. And you mm-hmm. think that having a meeting and talking some stuff over with this person is, is somehow going to give you some level of reassurance about that things are going well. That person doesn't have your reassurance. They may have some pragmatic data. They may tell you what's going on with a particular project or whatever, but your need is emotional. And you yeah. can get that from anybody that you have some trust and safety with. Right. You can call me up and be like, you know, I need you to tell me that everything's going to be OK. And, and I don't know what the <laughs> heck is going on with your life, but I can give you that emotional reassurance because we're friends and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So that's an important distinction to make is is to get clear about what it is that you are needing, either physically, emotionally, et cetera, at the time and get it from where it's available. Yeah. Not from where it's just in front of you, because what's Mm -hmm. in front of you may not necessarily have what you need. And well, then- and I think in general, like any time we start expecting that our business is going to provide for our emotional needs, we are going to be sorely disappointed. That's not what your business is there for. It's there to provide for your financial needs, but it's not, you know, it. we can't ride the waves because business has highs and lows. 
And sure. so if we're tying our, our feeling to where the scoreboard is at, that's an exhausting roller coaster to be on. Yeah. I mean, I, I see your point. There are some emotional needs that are met, like your sense of purpose, your sense of contribution, your sense of connectedness to a community or to an industry, et cetera, et cetera, and, and your impact on it. Those are all emotional needs of contribution and purpose. Um, but to your point, um, maybe your need of val- for validation <laughs> may not be in your business. It doesn't depend on yeah. how many likes you get or comments or how many people attend your webinar, or how many people sold this thing, et cetera, et cetera. So I get the, I get the nuance. Um, the third thing that I'm going to say about how to lead in turbulent times is that we have to make peace with the fact that where you feed or where you feed others may not necessarily be where you get fed. Yeah. And sometimes we have, we set ourselves up for disappointment because we want certain friends to be with us the way that, the, that we are with them. Like I want an Amy, <laughs> Amy wants an Amy, Monica wants a Monica. But you you got to make peace with the fact that sometimes where you make your contribution isn't where you get contributed to. And that's OK. Yeah, that is how we develop community. That is how people shine is that, you know, you, you've seen me do this in some of my um, public speaking engagements. I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. Um, that that I ask people to lift up both of their hands. And the left hand, they have this amazing diamond. On the right hand, they have this disgusting, gooey piece of dung, right? We make a play on the word dung. But when you're in an audience and you stand up and you reach out your, your hands, your diamond is connecting with somebody else's dung and your dung is connecting with somebody else's diamond. And the opportunity there is that you have to, when you give your best, you can lift somebody up out of their dumb behavior. And when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you can allow somebody else's diamond to contribute to your dumb behavior or to your dumb, you know, way of being or whatever the case may be. And that is how we lift each other up. So, so it is necessary for you to be able to say, this is where I am. This is what I need. And to do that with someone that you feel safe and trustworthy, trust with so that you can get your needs met. And then kind of have it as a fueling station for whatever mm-hmm. else is necessary in your life. There are a lot of high achieving women that are silent sufferers. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me yeah. tell you that I was yeah, suffering after I'm done suffering, <laughs> yeah. but not while I am suffering and you could actually be of use to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely have that tendency as well. Um, I want to talk too about turbulent times around us. So these are, so we talked about the turbulent times inside of us, but these are the turbulent times where maybe our clients are going through turbulence and their turbulence is drawing That's into it. us, or yeah. maybe the economy is going through turbulence and that turbulence is now coming in and affecting us where it's, it's really not, the source is not internal. It is external. How do we handle that? Mm-hmm. So Monica, I would love to hear your things. I will say, I actually think I handle that turbulence better than I handle the internal turbulence. Yeah, because we don't personalize it, right? Yeah. So here's a couple of things. Um, One is from the beginning, and especially when someone doesn't have it this way that I'm about to articulate, I hold people, hold people like they are in their power. The reason why that's important 
is because when someone else is going through turbulent times or when there is turbulent times around them, right? So for example, when COVID started, we, we had a huge racial uproar in the United States and then it spread out globally. And you and I, I remember, had some really crucial conversations around race and around what that means and, and what our responsibility to and with each other is. Mm-hmm. And um, But some of that stuff was very personal for me. It was historical. It felt connected. It felt like it was happening to me, not around me, even though it wasn't happening to me, right? That was the connection that I had with the community, right? And so it's important that uh, we hold people like they are always in their power, even when they don't feel like they are, even when it doesn't seem, it doesn't look to you like they are, to hold that they are in their power no matter what, because... Mm -hmm. That is the creek in the door that allows us to create an exit out of these turbulent times, that allows us to create peace, that allows us to see another possibility. It's the first thing that I'll say. The second thing, and and almost everything that I'm about to say stems from that. The second thing is to continually ask, what do you need from me? Or how can I support you? How can I be useful in this moment, et cetera, et cetera? Because the question implies an answer, number one. And number two, it implies that the person that's in that turbulent time has the answer, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we try to help people or support people in the way that we think is best, but that's not what they need. Right. And, and sometimes you, because to your point about silent sufferers, sometimes you haven't even thought about what you need. So when I ask, how can I support you? How can I be useful in this moment? You're like, maybe that is the pause that you needed (laughs) to be able to articulate where you are and what you need and how you can move forward. But it requires me operating from from having you in your power. That's number two. And then number three is to speak to what's happening. Don't pretend. Don't walk around it. Don't try to make it look less than what it is. That feels very infantilizing and minimizing, insulting. It, It erodes trust. It erodes your authority because how do you not know what's going on? How do you not read the room? And you're trying to like make things easier. It's not making it easier. It makes you look stupid. So mm-hmm. as a leader, you want to make sure that you are speaking to what's happening. No questions, you know, no holds barred, no politeness kind of thing. Um, and then kind of reverse yourself into these kind of conversations, like what is useful? How can I be useful right now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reason why that's important to be able to articulate and call a thing a thing is because it, it creates permission for people to be where they are. Sometimes we are all kind of like puppeteering our ways. We're just sending our representative out in front and it's not who we are. It's not how we feel. It's not what we can, how we can be useful. So for you to actually speak to what's actually happening, uh, it creates permission for people to be where they are. And it creates permission for people to, um, to shift. You know, it's, it's kind of like how, when you get lost in somebody's neighborhood and you're like, I'm trying to get to your house. The first thing they ask is where are you at now? How can, mm-hmm. I, how can I tell you how to get to my house? I don't even know where you are, right? So when right. we can articulate point A, it's easier to find our way to point B, whatever that is, a sense of peace, a sense of collaboration, a sense of transcendence or whatever the case may be. So those are the three things that I would say about that. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to have a couple tips here too. So number one tip that I have for dealing with, you know, turbulent times around you is that there is always a gap between the emotion and the circumstance. And it's really helpful to identify what we're dealing with here. So, um, for example, 
I had a client who was really super frustrated, right? Just nothing was going the way that she wanted it to. And when I looked at the real, and there was some blame coming my way as well. And when I looked at it, the reality is I'm like, girl, you have done 27% of your course Mm -hmm. and you have missed 60% of your coaching calls. You know, like that's the numbers, right? Um, the reality and the emotion of how she's feeling about it are very different. And when you try to make one more valid than the other, you do not make progress with people. So I have to acknowledge that I understand how you're feeling and you're not wrong to feel this way. And we also have a reality over here. So the, the way that we're going to come together is going to be by letting me hear what you're feeling, hear how you're experiencing things. And then I'm going to need you to hear what I'm seeing on my end. And that's where we can kind of come to a more productive place where we can solve some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one is the, the emotion and the reality. There is a gap between the two and their emotion doesn't mean that mine is valid. My emotion doesn't mean that theirs is invalid. You know, like we, we just have to come together. Yeah. Um, the second thing is that when there are things going on around you, you do need to sometimes make adjustments. And so if, for example, the economy is shifting, um, I, sometimes I hear coaches be like, just ignore the economy. And, you know, you, if you believe that you can achieve it, you can achieve it. I think it's bad advice. I think that you need to actually look at what's going on in the world around you. You need to be really in tune to what are people wanting? How are their wants and desires shifting? Are people purchasing differently now than they were before? And what adjustments can I make in order to give them what they want? So there are times when what's going on in the world, people want to spend more to get more. And there are times when what people are going on in the world, they want to spend less and do more of it on their own. And so I think that as you are watching what's going on, you can see the needs and you can adjust and um, it will make it for smoother sailing because there's nothing more frustrating than continuing to try to force people to buy something that they're just not that into anymore. So, um, or trying to force them to go through a process that is, that's not what they want anymore. And so I think that we do need to be, uh, realistic and just watch some of those signs. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing is, this is one of my personal boundaries that I think is super important. I don't have to feel what you feel in order to love you. Sometimes the world gets really turbulent and it gets really heavy. And as an empath, I can absorb all of that emotion like a sponge. And then I am like this just full of goo being who (laughs) is like, I can't handle my own life because the world is so hard. And so I have this personal boundary, which is I don't have to feel what you feel in order to love you. And in fact, most often I am better equipped to serve you if I am not mirroring the emotion that you're stuck in right now. So um, that has been a, a big helpful one for me, especially with family. That one's hard because you feel like, you know, if your child is hurting, you should be hurting because that's what love is. Mm-hmm. When in reality, when my child is hurting, I can just love them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually help them for me to be hurting alongside them because then they feel like they're having to hide their hurt to keep from hurting me instead of just saying, I don't have to feel it, but I love you. I see it. I acknowledge it. I hold Mm -hmm. space for it. And I just love you no matter what. That's a great point. That's a great point because it 
allows people to be where they are, but also to see that possibility that I was talking about. Um, and, and it also allows you to kind of like, um, these are not the words I want, but this is what I can find to remain clean, mm-hmm. you know, to be in integrity and to be useful without both of us having to, you know, get down in the mud of whatever it is that the current right. situation is. Yeah. Um, there are some times, however, when getting down in the mud is useful with other people. Right. And, um, and that could look like, for example, in a household that could look like both of us doing chores. <laughs> right. right. Um, so I have, I have had some house projects that are just mine to do, but because like, for example, my sister was visiting and she started folding clothes with me or she took the children somewhere else, or, you know, she was just kind of like helping me to be able to, even if it's just staying out of my way, my husband's really good about that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of that stuff feels like okay we're in team about this you know mm-hmm. um and you can be in team with someone without to your point minim- uh, victimizing yourself or getting down in the mud and sometimes that's what's called for and this is where you use your discernment that's yeah. very useful yep all right my friends and listeners where are you feeling turbulent times and how can we support you in being strong as you sail through them? Uh, being strong and being a great leader does not mean that you don't feel it or that you're impervious to the motion sickness that comes from, you know, being rocked to and fro in the boat uh, while you're in the midst of that storm. It doesn't mean any of that, but you have a strength that's inside of you. You have an ability that you've been cultivating over your entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you need to let yourself come apart, do it because that's how you come back together in a higher, better order than what you're currently in. So uh, we support you in this journey. Connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. I'm at Amy Walker Coach and Monica is at Dr. Monica Ogando. And we cannot wait to hear from you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.